This episode is dedicated to Brendan Whitney, also known as Alias. He was a producer, rapper, and one of the co-founders of Anticon Records, the label that gave Sunlocks their break. As Sunlux tweeted on March 31st, quote, R.I.P. Alias, to whom I'll always be indebted, helped give the Sunlux dream its start. New ears for this now. And then they posted a, a broken heart emoji, end quote. In light of his death, a GoFundMe was started to help support his wife and two daughters. As of today, it is short of the 75000 goal by $3,856. What would be really cool if all of us not only helped reach that goal by donating whatever we can, but exceed it. Let's bless his family. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Brendan Whitney. That's GoFundMe.com slash B-R- E-N-D-O-N-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y. Thanks for helping out. And before we get into the episode, we'll leave you with Alias's remix of the song that this podcast is named after. Flickers. This is Flickers. Thematic explorations of the good, the true, and the beautiful in music. I'm Matt Linder. And I'm Monica Hauer. Last episode, we heard Crispin Mayfield and Jeremy Doan's prayer selections. And now we'll turn our attention to Damon Hale, Blake Collier, and Chris Carnati. And their take on prayer in Sunlux's music. Up first, Damon Ham and All the Right Things from We Are Rising. I thought about myself, you know, when, when you kind of want somebody to pray for you, right? But you uh, want to tell them, you want to tell them what to pray about, right? You know, uh, you want to give you want to give them the truth, but to me, it's it's hard to tell the person the truth because there's some really intimate things in their life, right? So that's kind of like how I felt about it. It's like it sounds like they want to pray for this person, but it's 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 hard when you know that that person is probably not telling you the full truth. That's how I felt about it. You know, I just felt like um, they're scared to tell the truth to, to somebody who's going to pray for you. You know, and that's kind of like how I took the word. I tried to not do too literal for the song, but think a little bit deeper on it. And that's just how I felt. 
but I, I did find a video of like his live performance, which again, which is awesome because he's again, he's so passionate when he's, when he's singing his music, you know, his arms are going everything. And, you know, um, so what it really made me think about was, was he, you know, was just a personal experience that he was going through. That's how the song came about. But aside from that, I actually had to pull, uh, one of the only times, I actually literally had to pull the lyrics and, and had to read them to figure out, you know, what he was saying. Or So to me, it was just so deep. I really had to read it and try to really dig deep and feel like, what is he saying here? You know, but to me, it felt like it was just hard to pray for somebody who's not telling me the full truth. So there's this tension in the lyrics about not wanting to open up to others, and yet the music is so joyous. In a similar sense, Weapon 6 has this tension, but between God and man. Here's Blake Collier breaking down the song. I know that that picking the the track Weapon 6, the alias remix, was probably an odd choice for prayer, but I found it to be a rather interesting approach to, to... to the subject matter. I take the song in a lot of ways to, uh, to be a discussion or kind of a back and forth between God and man. Cause outside of the, the verse by alias, it's the same repetition that happens throughout the song. And so it's from, it's a remix of an, of a song off the first album, which was very repetitive. What I, what I see in the song is, is the back and forth between man and God. And he, God says, put your weapons down and and we plead back saying, but let us through your wounds uh, let us in through your wounds. And so it's this idea. It's like a discussion, kind of a move back and forth between like a, almost a prayerful back and forth. And so you get this repetition, this back and forth where, you know, where we keep, he keeps saying, put your weapons down because humanity is willing to keep fighting and, and, and just screwing everything up and arming ourselves against our enemies go so on and so forth. And God just keeps saying, put them down. And we say, but how do we do that? Unless you let us in through your wounds and it gets the music and the process gets to the point where it builds. There's a hip hop beat that's going on that kind of runs through the whole song. It's kind of what threads through the whole song. But in some Lex's instrumentation adds on a little bit each time, with each time that they say these words. And it builds and it builds and builds and eventually gets to the flow to Alias, which Alias is 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 a weird rapper in in the first place. Uh, a lot of quirkiness that it's hard to kind of break down what they are going for specifically. I think they go more for the the imagery than anything. But whenever we get to his flow, uh, it kind of reminds me of what happens when we pray in our day and age, uh, the cacophony that happens around us uh, and how it inhabits our lives and inhabits uh, the moments in which we pray um, in the sense that his 
rhymes are both profound and quirky and odd. Uh, it's like the truth is being spoken at times through the filter of the world and our lives and the noise of our social context. Uh, God's word comes in the midst of it all nonetheless. There are moments in his flow that that feel very truth-oriented, and then there are moments you're just like, what is he talking about? It's fascinating to kind of see that as an interplay because I feel like when we pray, we're never completely with God in those moments. We're never completely perfectly present. We have other thoughts going on. We think we're thinking about what we're going to do later, what we're doing tomorrow or something that we did earlier today that's been bugging us or whatever it is. Uh, And then you have the news, you have all the violence in the world, you have all the, you know, political unrest racial unrest, all that, all the noise just feeding into your life and the noise of, of all that impedes our presence with God. And so in the midst of that, I, I kind of find his rap to almost be a uh, avatar of that kind of feeling that there's so many things going on in this rap, so many, so many eccentricities but there are moments of truth too and moments that feel very powerful. And so it's, it's that weird interplay. Is it possible to pray well in that state? And I would say that it is because we can't stop God's word from getting through. And so it's this idea that when God speaks, he's, he's going to be heard there's, there's nothing that can drown that out. And so once you kind of get to the point where you, the music builds and it drops off. Raps over the beat. You got the coal and the ash in your hands, fire in your heart, but no master plan. Burn to your bridges, everybody ran, destroy friendships like nobody can. Turn off the faucet, you try to force it, somebody save it, but then you lost it. Own first weapon, everybody step in, get far away, but who you rep? Sadly, it's us, but when your bust sounds recycled, stop being rushed, can't get with it, don't wanna kick it with you, no more evil and wicked. Head on description, not prescription, quick cold turkey, my affliction. Blame game, same game, over and over, break the chains of constant friction. Weaving goodbye, take off and fly, love a friendship that's gone to die. And then the music starts up again at full blast with all the instrumentation in tow. And it's almost like as it's going, as we hear this this repetitive phrase and we get through the noise of prayer and this world, uh, we come back to it and we know that God still says, put your weapons down. And we still say, we still plead uh, to him to let us in through his wounds. The juxtaposition of Alias's verse with Samuel beautiful and liturgical kind of reminds me of how we break through in 
uh, through through all the noise and all the cacophony in order to to be present with God. Prayer as breaking through the cacophony of life? Interesting. But there is another angle on prayer where it can be filled with doubt. Uh, I think prayer connects pretty well. Chris Carnotti identifies that element of prayer um, in 40 screams. In a shadowed way, it's not that positive. I mean, 40 screams is already like pretty negative in its implications. Um, and I think that there are multiple valences to what he means by 40 screams, but I connected it to prayer, especially with this uh, second verse in the song, which is like, to throw a rope around the morning, tie it tightly to your chest, while you pull it I think that that lyric is a very dark but accurate picture of prayer in the sense that it's oftentimes pulling for something that's out there and that you know is beautiful, but you don't really know if you're going to get to it. Or it's it's like seeking this moment that's beyond your grasp uh, a lot of times. And I think that like in my own personal life, I think that that's often what prayer is. It's like doing something that is grasping for something beautiful, but you don't actually know if it's going to get there (laughs) or like you don't actually know if it's going to be effective. I think that this is uh, a a brilliant start to the album and a brilliant start to our conversation because it starts to introduce a lot of themes that I think are important in Brighter Wounds. And um, I think that he's talking to his son generally throughout the album, um, but uh, definitely in this first song, Okay, so I just wanted to jump in here with Ryan telling the Spill the Wine podcast who 40 Screams was written for. Um, One of the beautiful things that happened to me recently is I had a son. and uh, well, Congratulations. Yeah, and he's amazing. Uh, his name's Remy. Right. But uh, the How reason why... He uh, he's He'll be actually tomorrow. He'll be one. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. 12-12. Okay. Yeah, so he snuck in. He, well, there know, are songs on in. your new album called Delivery. Yeah, and yeah. So there's <laughs> there's there, there are... There are definitely direct and, references, um, yeah. and I, the, the song that opens the record is kind of an open letter to him. Mm-hmm. I think knowing that background is helpful in understanding the song and some of his more cryptic moments. Here's Chris again. I think that he's encouraging or trying to teach his son to be something or hope something, um, and sad that the world is, or sad about the world that his son is walking into. I mean, I mean, I think it starts very sparse, like a quavering voice. It's almost like a, a desert soundscape that he just comes in with this almost whisper, like, I hope you are a dreamer. Dust on your knees. Give us one or two whispers and then give us 40 screams. Then give us 40 screams. 
especially in uh, the part where he starts singing I had wanted a better world for you it starts to give a more positive direction I would say or a more hopeful direction in how the music is uh, arranged of dynamic is present throughout the album where it's extremely sad but there's a, a glimpse of hope uh, i don't think that the hope is over dominant over the sad i think the sad is much more prevalent throughout the album there is definitely a glimmer of hope that perhaps is what prayer is to ryan lot in this song uh, which is like something to grasp at something uh, while the world that surrounds you is extremely dark that prayer is this little exercise or little uh, avenue uh, with which to reach out into something brighter and something more hopeful. And I think that, that I think prayer uh, is both like whisper and screaming. I know a whisper into a lover's ear or a scream of frustration at some God somewhere um, when things are not going well. Yeah, the music uh, just leading to this outro, I think is really interesting. It's almost peculiar. It, so I think this is, it kind of sets the stage for the rest of the album in that I don't exactly know at this point what he's talking about, you know, or what what he's going to mean throughout the album. So that so that very like dramatic, like doom, and then like, like the very light electronics that come after that. I don't know, just like a very heavy bottom and then like a light shimmer on top that like covers it. And I don't, I don't know what he means here, caught in between the throat or like the, the interchange here with the lyrics, like a young ghost in an old body caught in between the throat and the lungs. Speak, love, speak, love, speak. Old ghost in a young body caught in between the throat and the tongue. Scream, love, scream, love, scream, love. A young ghost. I don't know if he's talking about like him, like his old body having a young ghost in it and then his child having an old ghost. It's poetic, beautiful. I just don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) No, I mean, I just have so many questions. If like, I mean, it's good poetry. That's why I have so many questions. Those lines are rather difficult to decipher, but guess what, Matt? What? Next week, we'll hear from Damon Ham on 40 screens in relation to liturgy. So perhaps he's uncovered what Ryan is trying to communicate there. I'm hoping so, as I can't quite articulate a meaning from those final lines. It's like my thoughts are caught in between the throat and the lungs. <laughs> now that we've wrapped up prayer, we want to hear from you. Tell us what Sun Lux song you choose for prayer by calling us at one 916 407-1390 
or record an audio message with your phone and email it to flickerspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to include your thoughts on the final episode of the podcast. And don't forget that you can check out this week's bonus episode right now, exploring how Sun Lux literally saved a person's life. Shout out to this episode's contributors, Damon Hamm, Blake Collier, and Chris Carnati. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Help boost the podcast by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Tell everyone and anyone you know who's a Sunlux fan or even those who are future fans. This episode was edited and produced by me, Matt Linder. Storyboarding and scripting assistance by Armani Peterson. And me, Monica Hauer.